Boy, oh boy, welcome everybody. My name is Corey Allen, and of course, this is the Overton Report. So welcome. Uh, My name again is Corey Allen. This is the Overton Report. This is our weekly radio show. You can find it at uh, we just moved from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every Monday at BigPatriotRadio.com, which is a South Carolina based Internet radio station, but has reached all over the world. You can also find uh, our podcasts and different exposés that we do on theovertonreport.substack.com. It's probably the best place to find us. You can listen to everything that we do and see everything we do right there. And the best thing is, if you sign up, you just put your email address in. It's free. And it gets sent right to your inbox. Of course, there are paid subscriptions there as well. If you feel like supporting us and, and what we do, you can do a monthly paid subscription or a yearly paid subscription. We really do appreciate the support that you guys give us because we are 100% listener supported with no government contracts <laughs> or oversight. So the primary, the Republican primary is heating up and, and I'm going to touch on something that happened just yesterday. If you're listening to this on Monday evening, this all came to a head yesterday when it comes to uh, DeSantis's campaign in South Carolina. Now, uh, DeSantis is definitely not my first choice. Not that I believe all of the most absurd, far-fetched conspiracy theories that, you know, his brother's niece's sister's neighbor, you know, banks with the Rothschilds or whatever. But he's definitely not my first choice. I think that um, I'm I'm in the bag for Donald Trump, uh, especially right now. I don't know that anybody else is uh, an outsider enough. Things about DeSantis that, that do kind of concern me are, it seems like his whole life was tracked for this, right? For the presidency. JAG officer, Yale, all of these things, the sitting governor of Florida, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. However, one thing that I will never do, uh, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you're a conservative, you feel the same way. I will never try and use a heckler's veto to censor or stop somebody from speaking. Okay. I believe that the best way, especially, you know, when we're talking about left versus right, the best way to point out the absurdities of the left are by letting them speak, <laughs> right? Unfortunately, the left knows that their arguments are absurd, which is why they spend all of their time trying to shut down arguments and debates. They, are, they, they, they spend every waking moment calling names, like, you know, anyone to the right of Mao Zedong is a Nazi fascist bigot white supremacist trying to cancel people who have a different opinion than them, especially in, in the political arena, uh, or or trying to browbeat different venues that are hosting conservative speakers or Republican candidates for president in this instance, trying to stop those, uh, browbeat those venues into disallowing 
conservative speakers. We've seen that all over college campuses. We've seen it in various cities, just (laughs) at stadiums or amphitheaters or convention centers. We've seen it over and over. The goal is to shut it down or disrupt it to the point where nobody can be heard. That is the left. That's who they are. That's what they do. Studying the 20th century history, uh, especially of leftism and liberalism, it quickly becomes clear that that is the entirety of their political strategy. We will shut you up, shut you down, and and attempt to ostracize you from everybody around you. If you see people taking part in that type of uh, tactic, well, you should question them. You should question them, truly. So what we what we saw over the past few days, uh, DeSantis is going around from place to place, and he's giving his pitch for uh, for for president. I think he's giving a pitch for vice president, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, as of right now, he is in the running to be a the president of the United States. He's in the Republican primary. And uh, of course, nobody would argue that the Republican party is a major party, right? One of the two. So suffice it to say, it's a fairly mainstream political ideology. Okay. Republicanism, right? It's not, you know, we're not talking about some wild utopian, leftist who thinks that we should make cars illegal tomorrow and is running as an independent, right? We're not talking about, we're talking about a candidate in the primary for one of the two major parties in the United States of America. Okay. And it was announced a few days ago on WSAV, uh, which is out of Savannah, but they cover low country stuff like Beaufort County, Jasper County, you know, like Hilton Head, Bluffton, Hardyville, all those areas. So DeSantis will be at Buford Academy next Friday, which is this coming Friday, uh, at 9 a.m. Check-in will start at 8. Well, a crazed psychopath of a leftist, who we're going to talk about a little bit, got wind of that, and and, uh, she was angry. Now, when I say a crazed psychopath of a leftist, what do I mean? I mean that this... You see those women that that like dress in handsmaid's tail costumes like the red hoods, right? And and gowns. I don't know if you know about the hands handmaid's tail, but it's a uh piece of literary drivel about a uh a world where the majority of the population of the world has become infertile leading to some wild civil war in the United States which leads to a a theocracy taking over uh, a part of it, naming it Gilead. Uh, And then they force women who are still able to have children uh, into having children for the wealthy. Well, a few years ago, one of the streaming services, I think it was Hulu came out with uh, like recreated this book from the late seventies, I believe into a uh, series. And ever since then, low info leftist took it and ran with it and compared it to us saying that women can't kill babies in the womb saying that we don't think that that's right. Uh, equating 
actual rape and forced pregnancy with you did a thing voluntarily, got pregnant, that doesn't give you the right to kill for convenience, conflating those two things entirely. And that then led to a bunch of crazed psychopathic leftists wearing the costumes from that series. This woman who got really mad about DeSantis uh, speaking at Buford Academy, she's one of those who wears those costumes. Okay. <laughs> so you can tell she's very stable, very stable, um, definitely acts in good faith and, and, and is definitely attempting to have good faith discussions about political issues, uh, especially the hot button ones. Uh, now, also, this woman has led the charge, her and her friends have led the charge in demanding that pornography and kink-based literature, if you could call it literature, uh, be not only allowed, but encouraged and forced into elementary school libraries throughout Beaufort County and other counties in the state of South Carolina. She's led the charge on that calling the people who have put these uh, books, these inappropriate and explicit books forward uh, and asking the question and forcing school boards to ask the question, are these appropriate for 10-year-olds? Books like Genderqueer and All Boys Aren't Blue, like graphic depictions of rape and <sighs> drug use and murder, all these things. Very graphic, like non-literary gratuitous type stuff, like the type of stuff you would find in the most lowbrow romance novels meant for adults. She, these people, and especially this woman, her name's Dawn, uh, they believe that these graphic depictions should be forced down the throats of 10 and 11 year olds in schools. And any effort to, uh, to claim otherwise to claim that a, a library meant for children should be curated so as not to force such obscenity into the minds of children. Well, that makes you a Nazi book banner. That's what you are. Yeah. If you don't think that little Johnny and little Samantha should go into their elementary school library or middle school library and be met with actual depictions of sex illustrations and literary depictions, then that means you're literally Hitler. So that's what they believe. But, but when it comes to a presidential candidate running in the primary of one of the two major political parties in the United States, well, well, that man's not allowed to speak. No, no, no. That, that must be shut down. Nobody should be allowed to hear his viewpoints or his political beliefs. The worst part about this is they don't really, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think that they understand the irony and the hypocrisy in taking such a course of action. So what did they do? Well, blasted it online that this was happening, doxed all of the members of, uh, of the board of trustees of Buford Academy and sent people to threaten and harass and browbeat that board of trustees into canceling Ron DeSantis's visit. Which one is censorship? Curating a child's library or stamping out 
oppositional voices under threat. Which one of those is fascism? <laughs> Which one of those is a totalitarian, despotic view of social discourse? Really? How about this? I wonder if we put any of uh, DeSantis's books or books that Donald Trump has written or any conservative for that matter. I wonder if we put any of those books into those school libraries, if suddenly, suddenly these leftists who call us book banners would magically find the definition of curation and suddenly begin to understand what it means. So here's the deal. I wrote yesterday, and this is true, the DeSantis campaign now has their event that was scheduled at Buford Academy this coming Friday. The location is to be determined. They were kicked out. I said, Ron DeSantis has an event that's to be held at the Bu at a Buford area school, Buford Academy, and it's been canceled due to en masse threats on the school and promises of attacks and retaliation by area leftists and Democrats. Surprise, surprise. Imagine utilizing Heckler's vetoes and being proud of it. Imagine being so afraid of diversity of thought that you lead a charge of hate and threat against a school. I think it's important to point out this was not an event sponsored by the school. They were just allowing the space to be used, as so often happens, like all Buford area schools have done for many others, including people like Democrat Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg the worst transportation secretary in history. <laughs> These people are the epitome of gaslighters. They complain about censorship while conflating it with not allowing porn in elementary school libraries, but then threaten and browbeat a school into disallowing presidential candidates from being heard. It's disgusting, disingenuous, and despotic. The fascism is very strong with these leftists, and I'm astonished that it worked. Well, I was, until what I'm about to tell you. Shutting down speech and refusing those with whom you disagree the right to speak is fascist. A sitting governor running for president under a major party who tells you to stop grooming kids with your porn for children and trans hormones is not, is not fascist, is not censorship. These leftists are twisted. Now, at that point, I thought maybe if we spoke out, the academy would go back and allow DeSantis to speak there. But after what we found out recently, there's definitely no chance. Now, what do I mean when I say that? Well, somebody sent me some information on one of the board of trustees, Claire Bennett. She is the communications director for a far-left organization that bases its entire existence, including its, the name of the organization, on the false equivalency uh, and complete manipulation of, of reality and fact an organization called Families Against Book Banning. Again, like I said, try and put a DeSantis book in that school, and let's see, let's see where the uh, where the cards fall. We all know how that would work out, don't we? Okay, so this Claire Bennett, she's the media center coordinator and data administrator for Buford Academy. Okay, she's been uh, on their staff for about five years, and uh, and she was a student there. Now. She's obviously an activist, and she has gone to great lengths denigrating parents who have a problem 
with uh, with their kids looking at literal porn in their classrooms and li- and school libraries. Again, equating curation of a child's library with book banning. To the extent she is such a such a believer in this leftist manipulation that she got a tattoo that's a bucket of flowers and flowers are coming out and it has the number 97 on it. Now, what does 97 have to do with anything? Well, it's actually, it looks like a bucket, but it's actually a book and the flowers are coming out of the book and it's got the number 97 on it. Well, that stems from the 97 highly inappropriate books that were found in school libraries and classrooms in Beaufort County that were challenged, many of which because activists like Dawn, who led the charge to threaten a school into censoring and disallowing Ron DeSantis from speaking there, have been placed on the boards responsible for reviewing these books. Because that's the process. Somebody brings the book to the attention of the district, and then the district creates a review board, and that review board decides or recommends whether or not a book should stay or go. And 97 of them, they're actually even making a documentary about those 97 books. And I'll tell you, I mean, I don't understand how asking for a review of a book that was curated into a school library is somehow book banning. Nobody really understands that. It's all just made up nonsense because the left loves to work in hyperbole and they love to target individuals and call them every name in the book, attempting to ostracize them from polite society so that anything they say will be ignored, no matter how right it is. And believe me, the books that are included in these 97 books, you're not even allowed to read them at school board meetings in front of adults and the people who are demanding that they remain available for your 9 and 10-year-old. You're not even allowed to read them at the meetings. Because again, it's about shutting down the conversation. Because if they allow you to speak and they allow you to make your point, well, then it just paints the absurdity of their own arguments. And they will not allow that, will they? No. No, they won't. So we're going to see how this turns out. I know that they're trying to, leftists are trying to get tickets to the Ron DeSantis event in Beaufort County wherever it may be held now that it's been moved the uh, location is to be determined and maybe we'll be able to get a little footage and have a little conversation with those people uh, when that day comes on friday maybe we'll see we'll see i wonder if they're gonna wear their uh handmaid's tail uniforms (laughs) like golly golly now that's going to move me into the next thing because this is all coming, understand, this is all coming from from different angles at the same time, right? We've got the activists in the schools and the bureaucracies that are misrepresenting our actual arguments and calling us names and doing all of these things. And it's also happening from a corporate standpoint. We saw with Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, the uh, Dylan Mulvaney thing. And that really hurt Anheuser-Busch. Bud Light just <laughs> almost all but gone belly up. And, uh, you know, that's what you get, you idiots. 
We've seen a little bit of it with North Face doing their uh, gay children specials and advertisements and things of that nature. But we're also seeing it especially right now with Target. And I'm going to read you something just so you get an idea about what's going on at Target. And if you're still shopping at Target, shame on you. This is from Fox News. And there are a few of these stories that we're going to read and, and touch on. But Target customers shocked after company features pride items by Satanist partner Devil is Hope and Love. Uh, quote, Satan loves you and respects who you are. Target pride partner's social media post reads. Yeah, actual Satanism. And you're going to learn it's also marketing kink to children. I don't understand why this is okay. I don't understand why anybody could say this is okay. As a matter of fact, I am so certain that the vast majority of people who aren't child rapists and groomers and pedos and just belligerent, low-information leftists like Don, the uh, Beaufort County bigot attempting to censor op oppositional views in reality, uh, if you told them what's really going on, and showed it to them, they would they would either think you're lying and that it was fake, which I think that happens more often than we'd like to admit. They're tricked into believing it's not real. Or they would never shop here again. They would throw their hands up and say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how bad it was. So here it comes from Fox News. Target has found itself in hot water again over its gay pride collection, this time because of its partnership with a controversial designer. Uh, the major real retailer partnered with UK-based brand uh, Ab Prolin to sell merchandise with, quote, pro-LGBTQ messages to celebrate Pride Month. A search on Target's website finds some of the items. While the company was already under a microscope over its, quote, tuck-friendly swimsuits, some social media users were angered to discover that Ab Prolin's designer, Eric Carnell, uh, is also an outspoken Satanist whose brand features occult imagery and messages like Satan respects pronouns on brand apparel. And these come in kid sizes. Don't forget. <laughs> but we're the bad guys. Okay. Okay. Ab Prowlin also sells merchandise with aggressive messages attacking critics. Pens with the phrases heteronormativity is a plague and burn down the system with System spelled C-I-S-T-E-M, like cisgendered, which is just the new progressive way of saying normal. <laughs> These items are featured on the website along with one that says homophobe, homophobe headrest with an image of a guillotine because they're all about peace, love and acceptance. Cornell, the uh, transgender designer behind the brand, explained in an Instagram post that Satan represents, quote, passion, pride, and liberty, and, quote, loves all LGBT plus people. Goes on in the quote, Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. He's merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. He means to you what you need him to mean. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT plus people. I went with a variation of Baphomet for this design, a deity who themselves, catch that, is a mixture of genders, beings, ideas, and existences. They reject binary stereotypes and expectations. Perfect, he said. 
And yes, Target is working with this guy and selling his stuff, selling this stuff, and they're focusing their marketing on children. Now, I don't know. Yes, I do. I know why. I know why they do this. They're taking your money and they're flooding it into this evil progressivism, this this ideology of do as thou wilt without repercussion. But the thing is that there is repercussion. And yeah, you can't see this photo, but it's this guy with goat horns on his head. And wearing a Baphomet shirt that says Satan respects pronouns. And that is what they're selling at Target. Now, Target kind of doubled down. And then they kind of backed off, doing almost doing exactly the same thing that Bud Light did, right? Almost the exact same thing that Anheuser-Busch did. First, they doubled down. Then they tried to back off. Then they tried to play both sides. And they lost money. Now, Target has lost $10 billion in the past 10 days of market share. Okay? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's not losing money to theft that they've already worked into their yearly projections, right? They were they were projecting that their business would grow and they've lost $10 billion in 10 days. But now it's coming out, and this is from National Review, Target knew of Satanist-inspired merchandise when it partnered with the brand, claims the designer, the designer himself. When Target approached the brand, uh, Ab Prowlin, to design clothing for its 2023 Pride collection, the retail giant was fully aware of the brand's Satanist-inspired merchandise, according to a statement posted on Instagram by the designer himself. Target initially sold three Ab Prowlin products, uh, a messenger bag saying, We belong everywhere, across uh, the, 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 the trans flag emblazoned on the bag, a tote bag with a message too queer for here beneath a UFO and a cure transphobia, not trans people sweatshirt. The three items are no longer for sale online at the time of this recording. Other ab prowling products included Satanist imagery and glorified violence against alleged transphobes says they were observant enough and had the necessary critical thinking skills to realize that my use of occult imagery is as harmless as any horror movie targeted towards adults, but wanted my collection for adults to be a bit less gothic. Uh, Abpralin sells shirts, pens, and stickers with the design of a pastel goat head and the message Satan respects pronouns. The company also sells clothing that includes the phrases we bash back with a heart-shaped mace uh, in the trans flag colors. Uh, transphobe collector with a skull on the shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just very, very nonviolent, peaceful people, aren't they? Uh, no. And, and when I say that, I mean extremely violent and disturbed individuals uh, and homophobe headrests, which we just said, with skulls beside a pastel guillotine. Eric called Satan cool, but denied any affiliation with Satanism, <laughs> except like literally every one of his products. So this is not... This is not something that's in the back rooms anymore. It's out in the open and we're seeing it all. We're seeing it all happen. And they're not making any qualms about what their intentions are. Okay. They're not. Now, initially Target tried to claim that they uh, were receiving backlash and, and threats and things like that. And even like people coming into their stores becoming violent. And so that's why they decided to remove these types of products. But 
There's been no evidence of that. No evidence of that actually happening. Uh, And of course, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about people, the people who work there that are claiming these things are happening. These are the type of people that say it's violence when you call a woman she, right? So what do they mean when they say violence? Who knows? But it's not the actual definitive meaning of violence. No actual violence took place. Somebody might have said this is inappropriate for kids and they called him a Nazi book banning bigot and then went to the news and claimed that the person was threatening to kill them because they said this is inappropriate to kids because that's the type of stuff we see all the time when it comes to these issues. Speech is violence, but their violence is is speech, right? Our speech, if we disagree, is literal violence. But them bashing you over the head with a baseball bat would just be them defending yourselves because they've already defined you speaking and you disagreeing with them as a violent act. Do you see how they're able to justify what they do? Like the threats against this school disallowing DeSantis from speaking there? Well, they're allowed to do that because DeSantis, just his words, are are violence in their mind. So any means necessary to stop what they have deemed violence when it's just speech is perfectly acceptable to them. And that's why these battles are so important. That's why these fights over truth, reality, free speech versus hate speech, some ill-defined hate speech laws, that's why these things are so important. That's why these fights must not be lost and must not be abandoned. We must not surrender our language and the truth to these people because they are so unhinged, so deranged, so deluded that they really can justify violently attacking those who simply disagree with them. They can justify in their minds and in their little echo chambers reacting to speech with actual physical violence and threats of harm. And they don't feel like they've done anything wrong. They really and truly do not. And this is the danger of moral relativism, which is something we'll talk about another day, but it is an important issue. I don't think for one second that any of this is being done on accident. They know exactly what they're doing, especially the people at the top. And yeah, they're using their pawns, but sowing discord, disharmony, selling lies as as truth, and fiction is fact, this is this is what makes these groups, these leftist ideologues, more and more powerful. Especially when we throw our hands up in exasperation and retreat. So we won't retreat. I won't admit that, that a lie is the truth. I will not claim that a falsehood is a reality, no matter how much they attack me, no matter how much they come after me. And I implore you to do the same because they're vicious. They are vicious. And I know that they're hateful and they're vile and mean, just mean spirited. But that is, I mean, that is the spirit of evil, right? And that's what we're fighting. That's what we're fighting. It's really come down to two plus two equals whatever you tell me, master. That's really where we are coming. And I never believed for a second we would actually get there. But here we are.
here we are. And it's dangerous, dangerous territory. Because look at how many how many people that they have been able to victimize with this ideology. Irreparable harm being done to children because of their 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 parents suffering from Munchausen by proxy mixed with a narcissism of social media acceptance. Sterilizing children because the kid thinks they're Batman one day. It's crazy. Crazy. Evil. Very evil. And speaking of evil, last thing I want to talk about is Lindsey Graham. <laughs> and that might be a little hyperbolic, but hey, man, Lindsey Graham has been a shill for Ukraine for a long time. Now, look, before I get into this, I have to say I am no fan of Russia, okay? Their leader comes from the age of the KGB and the Soviet Union, and Soviet ideals is literally what we're all fighting if we're conservatives, okay? <laughs> it was like the Soviet system coming to the United States is what we're against. So uh, I don't really see the benefit of holding up a, a, a product and purveyor of that ideology as a hero or some sort, some sort of patriot. And if he is a patriot, he sure as shit is not a patriot for the United States of America. He wants his own country, Russia, to be the powerhouse. And in order to do that, America must collapse. So he's going to help us do it any way he can. <laughs> so don't get me, don't get it twisted when I say this. Ukraine, same thing. They, they, they're a weak, weaker country, of course. And they're, they're part of the former Soviet Union. They've got a lot of corruption, uh, like rotten to the core. Uh, absolutely. Okay. But the fact of the matter is the United States and a certain faction of our political elite have been using the Ukraine for years and years as a way to launder money, as a way to help their trash families in a nepotistic fashion, gain money, gain favors, political influence, especially in the Eastern European areas. And Lindsey Graham for years has been going over there and, uh, <laughs> and promising them the world. All of your money, my money, our money, our weapons, and eventually, if we're not careful, our young men and young women in the armed forces, Lindsey Graham and his ilk, like Joe Biden, will give a European war the blood of our brothers and sisters. And I'm not down with that. I am not down with that. Lindsey Graham just went over there and met with Zelensky and told him that, the money that we have given him, the taxpayer money, as, as we're sitting here and veterans retirement payments and disability payments are about to be put on pause because of a debt ceiling crisis. We've got no money left, but we're giving billions to Ukraine. And Lindsey Graham has the audacity, the unbridled audacity to go to Ukraine and tell Zelensky that the money and weaponry of ours that, that he and his ilk have decided to give to them is the best money we've ever spent? Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Lindsey Graham is a warmonger, and he is willing to do anything he can to prop up the military-industrial complex at all stages, and guess who he's working with to do it? Joe Biden and Joe Biden's family, who have all been enriched by corrupt nations like the Ukraine, including the Ukraine itself. 
That's, I know that a two, three years ago, if you said that, you would get kicked off of every social media platform in existence. I know because it happened to me and others in our, in, in, in the Overton group. But now there's no question. There was not a question then, but now it's even admitted by mainstream media and big tech. It is a fact that the Ukraine and Joe Biden and his ilk in this uniparty swamp in D.C. have been milking the American people for every dime where we have. For every dime we have. Or as much as they can. And this has to stop. So Graham goes over there and he does that, right? But then what happens? Russia <laughs> announces an arrest warrant for Lindsey Graham. Because Lindsey Graham also said something to the effect of uh, making fun of the Russian citizens who were going over to Ukraine and dying. And he didn't care about them, whatever. So um, Lindsey Graham, of course. Okay, so Lindsey Graham, this is from Politico. Uh, Lindsey Graham responds defiantly to an arrest warrant from Russia. Senator Lindsey Graham had a defiant message to Russia after the country's interior ministry on Monday issued an arrest warrant for the South Carolina Republican. Quote, Here's an offer to my Russian friends who want to arrest and try me for calling out the Putin regime as being war criminals. I will submit to jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court if you do, Graham said Monday. Come and make your best case. See you in The Hague. Now, the reason he said that is because the International Criminal Court issued a subpoena for Putin and a few of his his people. Now, of course, the International Criminal Court has no subpoena power. They have no law enforcement agencies that will actually arrest anybody. But the Russian government does. So it's different, right? So here's my thing about this. I said at the beginning, I don't trust Putin. He, he, he certainly does not have the best interest of the United States at heart. And we would be stupid, if not bordering on treachery, to claim that he does and to trust him in that. But what I would like to see is justice served here in the United States on our own leaders and citizens. How do we do that? Well, that, my friends, is a question for another day. I don't know where we're going, but I don't like it. I don't know what all the answers are, but I know that as long as we just keep trying to take the next right step, we'll get there eventually. I have hope in our nation. I do. And I think as long as we follow the principles laid down by our founders, we will come out on top and we will come out well ahead of the game. We're going to have to see how this all plays out. We will keep you updated on it. And as far as I'm concerned, this was definitely an escalation by both the Swamp Creature DC Uniparty and by the Russian government. But keep in mind, if they decide to fight that war... It'll be us, the normal citizens of America and the normal citizens of Russia that lose the communist Chinese party that wins and the elites in both of our nations, Russia and the United States, who also benefit. And make no mistake, the left and their uniparty brothers are more than willing to destroy our nation in order to rule over the ashes as long as they have unquestionable power. And the only thing that can stop that is us putting our foot down. And I don't expect anyone on the left to join us in doing that because they're just so deluded. They're gone mentally, emotionally, morally. 
They're gone. So the only people that can stop it, the only people that have a chance are people like you and me who are willing to say what's right when we see it and what's wrong when we see it, no matter who stands with us and no matter who comes against us when we do. So my advice, (laughs) not that I'm one to give advice, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep standing and I'm going to keep talking about it. And that might get you in trouble if you're in South Carolina a little sooner than you uh, than you expected, because the man that they just put in charge of the Columbia office of the FBI in Columbia, South Carolina, is a leftist ideologue who thinks that all Christians and conservatives are terrorists. Yes, you heard me right. We'll be covering that story on the overtonreport.substack.com, writing about it. You can uh, go ahead and sign up there, put your email in, and that story, among others, will be sent right to your inbox. You can hear us every Monday night, 7 p.m. on bigpatriotradio.com. You can find us on YouTube to search The Overton Report. Some interesting stuff on our YouTube right now. <laughs> A lot of people are mad at me, but... I don't know why you're mad at me about somebody else saying something. It's not my fault. Uh, also, of course, you can follow us at Facebook, facebook.com slash Overton, or you could just search Corey Allen uh, Overton Report in your search bar and I'll pop right up. I really do appreciate you guys. We are independent conservative media. We're, we're going to tell you the truth no matter who gets mad about it. And this is what we've been doing for years at this point. I'm very, very proud of the work we've done, and uh, we hold ourselves to a much higher standard than any local corporate media does. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. My name is Corey Allen, and this has been The Overton Report.